Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Well, folks, Antonio T. Smith Jr. is doing it again. He's done it again. Yes, he has. Giving away so much knowledge just to help you succeed. Walk out of the middle class. Become a multimillionaire. He is giving away his book just for you. The name of that book, The Richest Man in the Trash Can. You want to make sure you get this book. Here's why. If you are someone who is tired, frustrated, irritated of the day-to-day schedule of waking up, going to work, going back home, going to sleep just to do it all over again, not being able to spend time with your family, 
you just got married, you just had kids, or you take care of your parents and you're not there to do it, this is the book for you. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? This book is free 99. Yes, you heard me. Free 99. Okay? <laughs> All you for free. Yes. Free 99. All you have to do is just pay shipping and handling. That's it. $9.95 just to get your free book. This book is a life changer. I'm trying to tell you guys everything in this book is what Antonio taught myself and Grace that enabled us to retire. Yes, we are retired and we haven't even hit our 40s yet. Woo! I'm just saying. I got a few months to go. Don't worry about it. Shh. Don't nobody <laughs> need to know that, girl. <laughs> you don't look it. That's it. Go get it. Go get it and walk yourself out of the middle class into the life you deserve. Walk yourself into abundance. Abundance is freedom and this book is your journey out. You can plant better. You can dominate. Welcome everyone to Let's Talk Tuesday. Glad to have everyone on. If you are in the position to, please turn on your camera so we can see your shining, smiling faces. If at any time you have a question or some thoughts, if you're camera is on, simply wave your hand. We will acknowledge you that way. If your camera is off, not to worry. You just scroll down to the bottom, click on participants. From there, you'll see a small blue hand that says raise hand. Click on that, and we will acknowledge you that way. I am about to get out of the way of greatness. Tonight's speaker for this evening is Dr. Shannon R. Clark, and I love the topic she is going to give to us this evening. So, Dr. Clark, take it away. Good evening, everyone. I hope that you can hear me clearly. Um, I want to thank you, Grace, for that um, wonderful introduction, as you always offer. Thank you. And again, I want to say good evening to everyone. I am so sorry I'm not able to put myself on camera, but it was either talk and have battery life or not talk at all so i'm in my car connected to a charger still at work but um this is my job as well so tonight really briefly i wanted to introduce to to some of you and um add to for others to the concept of appreciative inquiry i came upon this in my studies um studying conflict management and appreciative inquiry is a model that has come up um it's not new it's early 80s probably, but um, it's a way to deal with conflict that to me, it reminded me of the law of attraction and creating your own reality and things like that, which is what pricked my interest about it. Um, <clears throat> it's a 5D model and I'm definitely not gonna do it any grace in this um, call, but I will wet your palate with this so that you can say, hmm, I might wanna read up more on this model. So it's a five-step model. It involves um, defining, discovery, dreaming, design, and delivery. <clears throat> and so what the concept or the premise is, a conflict arises within your company, within a relationship, or a, a change is needed. And you're thinking of a way to present it to your staff, and it's not taken the way you are giving it. Sometimes I don't, I, I don't care how the vibration, how the awareness is in your 
organization or in your group or in your relationships, every once in a while, if you're not careful with how you introduce change, you're going to get some pushback. You're going to get some, I'm not so sure about that. So appreciative inquiry stops it head on by first the, the, the define. And the define phase, it clarifies the project's purpose. It takes you back to your initial why. Okay, why are we doing this? Initially, what was the end goal for us coming together in this company, in this group, in this establishment, on this project? What was the, the purpose? And what is our desired future? So once you get that and you get that definition, you move on from that. That is the core. Not you're always changing things. Not I don't agree with this change. Not I can't do this. You take the definition of what you said you wanted and <clears throat> the why of why you're doing it and you start there. This should sound very familiar. And um, then you go to discovery. And so discovery is um, the next step and it causes you to inquire into the topic or remember things about why you got started it operates on the assumption that when we want that what we want already exists in our system and it's just waiting to be discovered change is not new anything that somebody introduces to if you have a trusted leader and that trusted leader introduces something to change the way things are operating it isn't new you need to go into discovery and find it where it existed in your initial plan. Because somewhere in the reason why you started and somewhere in what you wanted for the future is exactly what your leader is requiring you to do right now. And through the discovery phase of appreciative inquiry, you will find that. Then the next step is the dream. This is um, an amplification of themes, from these stories that you go back to. Oh, remember we talked about this and remember so-and-so wanted this and remember so-and-so wanted that. From those stories of the inception of your company or of your beginning, from those stories, themes will arise. And as you're going through each one of these steps, the initial problem, the initial conflict, the initial reason why you're having to have these conversations, it disappears. Because what you have gone back to is the reason why you're doing what you're doing and how it started and how you wanted it to end. When we forget those first three steps, when we forget how we started, when we forget to keep remembering our why, then we push back against change. When initially in the beginning, at the onset of anything, you're willing to do whatever it takes to get it. And then leader applies the whatever it takes pressure and you push back. But when you do these steps of appreciative inquiry, <clears throat> it makes you let go of the pushback because it reminds you that you said that you would do what it took to get what you wanted. And so when you go, it says the dream is stated as a provocative proposition. And it's something that is in your imagination, but it's not something new. It's something that has always been there. The next phase is the design. This is the what and how it should be. 
The design is the process of dialogue and brainstorming to determine how the future can be brought into the present. So now we're here. Let's do this again. How can what we want in the future be brought into what we have right now? The same as if you can see it, you can have it. If you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. Somewhere along the way, when conflict enters, we forget that. We forget that there's a vision in our mind that we can hold in our hand. If we don't have the vision in our mind, we won't hold it in our hand. And so the design said, the, the, the design makes you think of your what. What is it that you want to hold in your hand? And by thinking of what you want to hold in your hand, it's already in your mind. And then the final stage is the delivery. And delivery, or some people like to call it destiny, the delivery phase is output, um, it's action plans, it's a, a, a way of maneuvering that's going to get you from where you have arrived to through this process to the future. Not even thinking about the fact that you were pushing back. So that's a brief, like almost regurgitated version of what a pre appreciative inquiry is. Like I said, I would do it no grace. It is something that you really have to kind of dive into. It's so much deeper than what I just offered, but it is a way of dealing with conflict that can assist in helping people remember what started. It can be used in marriages. It can be used in companies. It can be used in friendships because so many times conflict arises and we forget the, na the nature of where we started. We forget that we said we would do what it takes to make it to the end. And so this five step process, five model process does a great job at helping you to remember your why and then developing an action plan to go from where you are right now to continue to get to the future you said that you wanted. That is all that I have. Um, I hope if nothing else, all I wanted to do was to prick your interest and make you want to go do a Google search for appreciative inquiry and read some more about it. If I did that, then I did my due diligence. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Shannon Clark for appreciative inquiry. Now the floor is for anyone who would like to ask a question, share some thoughts, or just pour back into Shannon. Again, wonderful job to Dr. Shannon Clark for appreciative inquiry. All right. Mr. Phil, go ahead. First of all, I'd like to appreciate Shannon for her time and her effort and her willingness to share. So we'll start there. But I've got a very practical example about the whole concept of appreciation. My partner in the bank stock business had a little Yorkshire Terrier that was like a buddy. We would carry him around with us. He'd go with us on the road. He was just, he was just our friend. And one day he was down near a lake and all of a sudden he heard the dog choking. And he went up to the dog and the dog had a, a fishing line coming out of his mouth. He literally had swallowed a fish hook. But my partner had the presence of mind to praise it at that moment. And he said, dear God, I'm not sure what this is all about, but I'm giving you praise that this happened 
and I offer it up to you. At that moment, that fishing hook popped out of the dog's mouth. Now, you may call that a coincidence. I call it a coincidence. And just from a vibrational point of view, if he would have gotten anxious, if he would have gotten worried, if he would have gotten depressed, the dog would have picked up on those vibes and probably constricted his throat so the fish wire could not have popped out. But because they had the presence of mind to appreciate the situation, no matter what was going on at that moment, he was able to manifest that miracle. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Phil, um, for your, your thoughts and comments. Shannon sent me a message saying that she had to go and do a presentation. She is uh, getting her PhD, but she did a marvelous job, wonderful job on um, her topic this evening. Um, Shannon is not uh, with us much because of the PhD program and PhD she is getting. And so in the times that she is here, she always is an inspiration and does a wonderful job on everything that she speaks on. Thank you again, Mr. Phil, for your thoughts. Is there anyone else that had any thoughts on tonight's topic? Shannon did an amazing job. I'm excited for the follow-up on appreciative inquiry. Definitely learning a lot with that and needing to start applying it now. So thank you very much, Shannon. It was, you did a great job this evening. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you, Deanna. Are there, is there anyone else who would like to share some thoughts before back into Shannon? Go ahead, Barbie. Yeah, I'd like to thank, thank Shannon for her thoughts on, um, for the reminder of um, engaging in um, redefining you know, and defining first, define, make, you know, defining the purpose, you know, and defining what it is, you know, and then going back to when there's, when there's any sign of turbulence or, or pushback to recommit to what the agreement was, you know, so, um, you know, if I agree to maybe set a goal that I want to, you know, reach a certain goal for the month, and at any point I start to slack off, or um, you know the members of, of the team that I'm working with start to slack off. Is um, it does work to go back to okay? Let's revisit why we started this in the first place. So it is a reminder, and it's real. So I'm appreciative of that. That it's a reminder to kind of you know uh, re-employ that tactic of you know going back to the basis of what it, what it was and why we had this agreement. What was the commitment? So if, if we had an intention of Attention of, of, of meeting an expectation of, you know, uh, a certain point at, at the end of the month, if something slows down, then let's go back to the beginning. What was it? Revisit. What, what, what was it? It's almost like, you know, if you ever been to marriage counseling, the first thing the counselor does is they take you back to the beginning. Hey, how'd you guys meet? Let's start, bring me to a pleasure moment. Think about some of the times that you, you know, bring us back to the beginning. They bring you back to the beginning of those things to kind of spark that life back again. So give that spark of life back again. And that same thing applies with anything. So that was the takeaway I got from it. And like you said, uh, I think Deanna said about the application of it. That's my takeaway. Thanks for letting me share that. You're very welcome, Maurice. Thank you. 
for sharing your thoughts and comments. <clears throat> All right. I know Lisa Jones put some comments in the in the chat as well. And she was saying she was uh, having problems like that with um, a 37-year-old that she put on the streets because of the conflict he causes. And so uh, I know Shannon uh, greatly helped her. Uh, Lisa, was there anything that you would like to say? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, is there anyone else who would have any comments or just like to pour back into Shannon? Because I know she'll go back and look at the recording that we have. All right. All right. Well, if nothing else, thank you all so much for joining us this evening on Let's Talk Tuesday. For those of us who are in the Bureau of Dominant Speakers, we have a special training this evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, with the Bureau of Dominant Speakers. Uh, the training will be <clears throat> how to turn a radio slash podcast interview into cash. And I'm looking forward to hearing that training on this evening. So again, thank everyone for joining us for tonight's Let's Talk Tuesday, and we will see you all next time. Love you more, Phil. Everybody take care. Our next guest is the CEO of a Facebook competitor. It is called MeWe. It is a next-gen social platform with a focus on privacy. The company has surpassed 5.5 million members. CEO Mark Weinstein with us now in a Fox Business exclusive. Welcome to the program, Mark. Glad to have you with us. So why the focus on privacy? You are taking advantage of Facebook's public stumbles? Well, Deirdre, I'm one of the guys who invented social networks, and it was never, social networks were never invented to be what we call now surveillance capitalism, which is what Facebook is. Their members are not customers to serve, their data to sell and data to target. So it really, MeWe is a full, fully, you know, fledged uh, social network with all the features people love. The privacy is a pr our privacy bill of rights. We don't sell your data. We don't target you. We don't mess up your news feeds. We have a freemium business model, so everything you love is free. And you can, you know, traditional capitalism, great capitalism. You can spend money on in-app purchases, or you can just enjoy the free service. There's nothing, you know, you can't be targeted for your vote or your opinion. Um, it's social media the way it was meant to be. So then, Mark, honestly, how do you make money? Because we all know when we use Facebook, it's free for the user, but we know because we are not paying that we become the product. So that Facebook is gathering data on That's us, right. and I think some people even say Facebook isn't a social company, it's a data company. But then how do you make money? Are people paying your company for subscriptions? No, no, it's very important. MeWe is free forever. But now we know that the freemium model works, and MeWe is, we're doing great with revenue. We have 2,800 free emojis, but we've got great custom emojis, custom stickers. So live people voice, pay you videos, for those. A pay option. 
Right, and, and live voice, live video, secret encrypted chat. Uh, MeWe pages are $1.99 a month, but you reach 100% of your followers all the time. So for $24 a month, you don't have to boost anything. So if you have 500,000 followers or 5,000 followers or 10 million followers, you reach everybody. At Facebook, you reach 5%. Then you got to pay to boost, and then their algorithm messes the whole thing up anyhow. So MeWe is really true, pure social media. It's social networking done right, and people love it. Yeah, so, we're growing organically with no ads, and, and, and we're not even marketing MeWe, and we're growing by tens of thousands of people every day. So, Mark, we have some stats about your company. As you're speaking, five and a half million users right now, which is impressive. But how are you going to keep growing that? Because one telephone is not so fun. Two telephones work. Basically, you need more people to sign up. Well, people are signing up, Deirdre, every day. And here's the beautiful thing about MeWe. So we also have some major, major deals that are not announced with some huge influencers worldwide. But even without them, we grew 405% last year. We're targeting, you know, we actually target, we'll have over 30 million members by the end of this year, over 150 million by the end of next year. We're growing twice as fast already this year. And people also move in groups. This is really, we have never seen something like this. So constituents move to people. So many people are censored or blocked or violated on Facebook and they all move to MeWe. So it, the growth is fantastic. Quick question, Mark. You say Facebook as an aside should not be broken up. Why is that? Listen, we compete with Facebook great. Snap competes with Facebook. Twitter competes with Facebook. Breaking up Facebook doesn't solve the problem that they are a surveillance company transacting data. By the way, also transacting data from non-members. They track all of us. Remember, the Cambridge Analytica CEO said they had data on 230 million adult, really every adult in America. Now, Facebook's new rules that you talked about today, that's a bunch of BS. Facebook has had rules the whole time. They break their rules all the time. That's the problem. The rules right. of Facebook mean nothing. Mark, we thank you very much for the time. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations on the growth. Thank you, Deirdre. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1%. And they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money, and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now, and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires, right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is a possible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane 
how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from the Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money, and now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy, I've homeschooled my own children, and I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. 
It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually for me to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, it, you can kind of relate to this. It almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers, and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable, and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement, and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10X your retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I want to send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost. I'll take the loss. And all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate.
when the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. $22 an hour. Paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter. R E C R U I T E R ZipRecruiter dot com slash B two B.
promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.